that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. They call them wrap snacks, cuz. Wrap snacks. Different flavors, you feel me? Yeah. Oh. All right, we'll start. Yeah, we already did, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. All right, let's see if we can get the intro right. All right, now. perfect. All right. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Or if this is your first time, welcome to the Reps That Count podcast. We are your host. I am Valence. And I'm Adam. All right, Adam. You go ahead and uh, give the people the description of this awesome podcast. So the reps that count are the moments in life that you should be paying attention to that maybe you're not paying attention to. And the moments that count. Just like the gym where you can go to Planet Fitness and do a couple bicep curls and it not really do anything for you. We kind of do that in life sometimes, right? <laughs> and, we, and we just coast through life and we think we're making an impact, but we're not really focusing on the things that count. I read something the other day that 80% of meaningful work is done in the, the 20% of time. Why well, I said that wrong. So the there's 20% of work that you do that creates 80% of the impact. Ah, okay. And those are the reps that count, right? But that's yeah. the hardest stuff to focus on and that's do. That's right. Yeah. You know, but if we attack that stuff, like we're going to talk about mental health, we're going to talk about wellness and um, a lot of other topics that are the reps that count. All right. And uh, this is an interesting episode. Yes. Because this is episode one, <laughs> but also episode five. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's so, a lost episode. Yeah. Just like I, I love to be transparent just because um, like I feel like a lot of people feel like they have to be perfect. So when I mess up, I'm like, hey, here's what happened. So we recorded our very first episode and the audio is just not good. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we can't put out this product. So yes. we're re-recording -re episode one and we will re release it as episode one. But yes. But this is like our fifth recording of the podcast. We've gotten better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So before we get into the topic of uh, this episode, I have a question, uh, not just for you, but for our listeners also, right? Because I want them to, like, if you're listening to this or if you are watching this on YouTube, like, if you're listening, just kind of answer this question for yourself. If you're watching on YouTube and you feel like, if you feel comfortable, you could... Drop your answer in the comment section. I like it. So the the question of the day for you, Adam, is what is something that you did this week or the past week? It's Thursday, but, you know, since last Thursday that you are proud of. I gave things the attention that they deserve this week. Starting off this weekend, it was my wife's birthday, and we went out, and we spoke like we've never, like not that we haven't spoken in a long time, because, you know, life is busy, and it was all about her. Then in the gym, when I was meeting with people, uh, I was able to give them the, the attention that they deserve. With my son, I was able to turn off the rest of the world and really focus on him and enjoy him. So being present... And that took saying no to a lot of other things that could have been distracting and I could have gotten lost in. So I only focus on a few key moments this week that had the greatest impact or were the reps that, that count. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think I did that 
better than I did in previous weeks. Oh, good, man. Good. That's great. That's great stuff right there. Um, uh, as far as like for me, um, I, I started to, um, work on some personal development stuff in the sense of like I started taking a typing course. Nice. Right. So like I wanted to like improve my, my typing skills. Like I, I do a lot of typing, um, for work and just in general, like I'm always on the computer, but like, I, I don't, I've never developed that skill. So I'm working on that. And I also started taking like, um, some courses to get some, um, technical certifications. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. To improve my, you know, my value in the marketplace. So dude, that's, that's big. That's big. And and that requires a lot of effort, man. Like, cause you still work. (laughs) So you got a lot of stuff going on. You have a kid. So to take that, it's not finding extra time. It's creating oh, time. Oh, yeah. 100%. And to be able to do that, I think that's amazing, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of creating time, mm-hmm. today, my official day one of 75 Hard. Oh. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I forgot about that. Dude, that's why I have this big, big jug of, of water right here. Are you ready for that? I'm not. Like, that's not something you're ever ready for. You just kind of, like, just like the first time I did it, I just decided, all right, let me go and figure this out. Um, yeah. I think the hardest part is just the nutrition. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing it. You got to give me a couple weeks. But, yeah, I'm hey, jump on. Hey, man, you do. I'm hey, listen, I just, I'm just putting, I'm putting me out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. All right. So, um, did you, can you go ahead and introduce our... Our topic? Yes. So the topic for today is environment. Single word, because this is going to go in many different directions. Um, So it is the environment we came from and the environment that we are trying to grow into in our current environment. Um, And those three phases and how you can't let your environment define you. And if you are looking to grow, you, you kind of have to seek that new environment and create that new environment. Yeah. Um, do you want to define environment for us? Um, yeah. I mean, so when we say environment, I feel like the first thing that most people might think of immediately is just like your, like the city that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more than just like where you stay. It's also like the people you hang around um, and kind of, like the things that you expose yourself to in a way, especially because, you know, a lot of people live online now. Mm-hmm. So the the content you consume is also part of your environment. So that's that would be the way I want to define it. It's not just like, you know, I live in Orlando and that's my environment. Like there, it, it goes a little bit deeper than that. So, you know, we'll touch on, on some of that today. So everything that surrounds you physically, emotionally, mentally is your environment yes 100 percent. i love that yeah good definition perfect that's our definition right there so i'd like to start off with just because we haven't well we did this in episode one but just a little background about your environment and where you came from where were you born um how were you brought up and we'll just start there all right you want me to go first yeah so um for me I, i was born i was born in haiti all right i came to the u.s when i was small like i was like maybe six or seven years old like it's like my past is very blurry um some of the dots like i still haven't connected and i just turned 34 so 
Um, so I came here when I was young, um, and essentially, like I didn't, I didn't necessarily go through like the right paperwork and like all that stuff. So um, when I came here, um, I for a long time I had to kind of assume a, a, a different identity. So like I had a different name for a little while. Like I jumped around from what was your name? <laughs> but the first name was Alex. Okay. I don't I don't remember the last name. Like I like I it was legit. Like I don't remember, but I do remember specifically remembering a script because I didn't speak English, but I had to like read a script in English just in case I guess I got stopped yeah. by customs or whatever. Like it was just like I'm this person. I do this. So when I got here, I was that person. Like I, I'm a great actor. I think. At I think six. I, I think I could have been an actor <laughs> at six years old. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I immersed myself in his character, yeah. right, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, from there, like I, I'm not a hundred percent sure where my journey was i feel like i went to canada for a little bit and i was in new york i know i was somewhere up north and then i ended ended up in um in florida and i spent the majority of my i guess my adolescent years in south florida until i graduated high school where i started gradually moving up north um from miami fort lauderdale orlando and now i'm in sanford so okay yeah Okay. So that's like the quick yeah. little background of uh of my story so far. That that had to be a crazy experience of leaving Haiti at 6. Did you come by yourself? Um I did. So I was basically sent to America, right? Like my mom did like all the paperwork, like all the background stuff um while she while we were down there. Sent me over with we could call it a chaperone, mm -hmm. right? Um, so got on a plane with somebody. I don't, I wasn't, I don't know if I really knew him. I don't think I did. I can't tell you his name right now. So I don't, yeah. Um, it wasn't like an uncle or anything. Yeah. Just some random person that, you know, chaperoned people to the U.S., I guess. Um, so, yeah, I came by myself. Um, and then essentially I was like adopted by these people that I never really knew never met until I got here. Um, it, it's kind of a wild, wild story when I like say it back. But um, there was like this one individual that I met in Haiti. And I, I would say I probably met him or knew him for like two, two weeks, maybe a month or whatnot. It was just, but when I got to Florida, like as a favor for my mom, he came to pick me up. And that was like, after however long I was here, that was the first familiar face that I saw. So, you know, um, he took me in and started bringing me around like his family and friends or whatnot. And um, essentially his family raised me up. Um, yeah. So that was... That is wild. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. It is. Because um, you're at that point kind of adopted by a family. You were young enough, six, so for six to 18. That's a... Um, a good amount of time to live with these people. Yeah. That's yeah, wild, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, I got, I got really lucky because, you know, not a lot of people would just take in like an extra mouth yeah. to feed. Right. Like, it's not like my, my parents were like giving extra money or like I wasn't getting an allowance from anything. It was just like, 
I was just an extra mouth why in the you, house. Why do you think that is? Like, why would they do that? Um, I, I mean, I, I think it, it, it's like some people just have it in them, right? Some people believe in the, the thought that it takes a village, yeah, right? Um, and like these individuals were also immigrants, right, mm-hmm. from from Haiti. So I, 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 you know, and they had kids. So something about that, I feel like they just, you know, didn't want to like see me not, you know, succeed or whatnot. And I got along well with their kids. Like I, I'm very low key, right? So I wasn't like a bad kid running yeah. around like breaking stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like just a fly on the wall for the most part. Um, so I mean, out of the kindness of their heart, right? They didn't owe me anything. That's so beautiful. Dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> We didn't even get into that on on the the first time we shot this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wow, what good people. Yeah, that's incredible. And again, like they always treated me like like family. So yeah. you know, if I like at this point, that's my mom and dad, and yeah. you know, like their kids are brothers to, and sisters to me now. And you know, what I mean, like that's just that's just what it is. Like, period. I uh, I think culturally, that's it is a tribe mentality kind of thing, right? Like you're from Haiti, they were from Haiti, they understand the struggle, they understand you can, like how can you not take on this six-year-old boy that just needs a better life kind of thing. And, yeah. Um, the, but that's that takes such a special kind of person to, to be able to do that. Yeah, man. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I got lucky and I'm, I'm happy and, and, you know, always grateful and mm-hmm. like, you know, so I mean, and as far as like environment, obviously I could use that as a as an excuse to not be where I am right now. Yeah. Right. But before we get into that, I mean, let's hear your your background and how you know, like how you ended up where you are. Yes. So I was born in New York, in um, uptown New York, in the early uh, mid '80s. So during the crack epidemic and it was it was pretty bad um my mom decided that it was bad enough that she wanted to move to florida and we ended up taking a bus i still remember that bus ride and i think i was only like five years old and i only have like four or five memories from that age and that was one of them it was me and my mom on the bus all the way down to florida my dad ended up staying in new york a little bit longer and then um I we lived with my grandmother in Hialeah for a while. Um, grew up kind of poor, you know. Like my parents made always minimum wage, and I didn't feel poor at the time because I don't think you you kind of notice those things when you're young. If I, I think my parents did the best that they could, and I, I was always I was never hungry, which yeah. is cool. <laughs> um, That's important. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't until like middle school when I was like, "Why am I sneakers fake?" You know, like, you know. <laughs> it's always middle, yeah. bro. It's always middle school, yeah. bro. It's always middle school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like my parents worked a lot and I was a uh, I think they're called like key lock kids. You just come home and then uh, you know, you kinda just raise yourself a little bit. Like don't, don't open the door for anybody. Yeah, don't open the door yeah, for yeah, nobody. Yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, that I would say I was lucky in a sense that although I grew up poor, 
um, my grandparents were like the epitome of just love and acceptance and they were gravity. So like the family just stuck around my grandparents and they were just such good people that that was kind of like the standard and in the house. And there was like, I swear, like 18 people living in the house. <laughs> hey, that's how it goes sometimes, yeah. dude. Like, But they, I, I think about my cousins and they all grew up with not much, pretty poor, and they all turned out pretty great. Wow. Okay. And because they were raised by their parents, but it was also like this umbrella where like there was grandma and grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, right. they're like, they're, they're the standard. The, right? the foundation was yeah. set by grandma and grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where, where I came from um, environment wise. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool, man. So, I mean, we, we could say based on movie standards mm -hmm. that our lifestyle or like growing up, like we didn't grow up in that, uh, that two parent, like, uh, you know, picket fence, dog, backyard, like, like you had, you having your own room with the posters on the wall, like that, like, that's not the way, like, you know, we, we grew up or whatnot. No, no. Um, always in apartment or, um, or in my grandparents' house, or actually, my dad got a job as a as a maintenance man, and one of the perks of the jobs is you get an apartment. So oh. that's when we got our first apartment, kind of thing. Okay, um, which that was cool. Um, but it's it, it's it's crazy in the sense where I, I didn't really notice how poor we were and i was talking to my mom about this like a couple months ago and she was like yeah like sometimes we'd have to like borrow money to get groceries and stuff like that and you didn't you're a kid so you don't understand that or you don't see that um but we were poor dude we were, we were definitely um poor like do you feel like that as a kid you just kind of learn to block certain things out yeah like like for me like there there were times where like like things were bad for me. Like I, I remember those days. But again, it was like like middle school, high school, like those like vivid memories. Like I've been evicted a few times in my lifetime. Like matter of fact, I got evicted the day I got like my prom ticket. Mm. Like it was just like like that home stretch of uh of uh high school. Yeah. It's like all right, cool. Like it's like fuck. Dude. Yeah. Like it it sucks. But yeah, do you feel like as like children are just really good at just like blocking out the things that like they they don't want to see? Yes. And I also think that your <laughs> this is a problem with uh, a lot of society is you you always you fall to the problems of your circumstances, right? So we were poor and problems are the same. If you have money, problems are the same. Like the emotional aspect of all that is is the same. Um, so I didn't really feel it at the time. But looking back, like, the you know, there was definitely, I went to a really bad middle school, which that environment could have sent me in a direction of, you know, being gangs and getting into fights and doing all that. I got jumped a couple times. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Like. Richmond Heights, you, you know South Florida, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Richmond yeah, yeah, Heights. Yeah. I went to Richmond Heights Middle School, so 
I got jumped. I got jumped for being a little Spanish kid. Damn. Yeah. Couple times, couple times, couple. T- okay, cool. Well, I think right. Let's let's take that as an opportunity to to pivot into how how is it possible to not let like your environment like affect you like to the point where because again, like you know, if you're in Richmond Heights and this is what what's going on, right? Like, how do you not? turn into like one of the individuals in that environment right because if you're getting jumped as a as a little spanish kid it's easy for you to be like let me go find some other spanish kids and like retaliate yeah right and then that just kind of turns into just you being part of that uh, that that environment yeah i wish i had a better story um because i started freshman year in high school and i was still getting jumped and it was like, I was like two weeks in and I had gotten jumped like twice. And my parents were like, we have to get him out of this school. It was like Color Ridge. So, oh no, Southridge, Southridge. So um, they ended up putting another address and then getting me into a different school. And that school was a little bit better. Not great, but it was a little bit better. And I was in remedial classes all the way until I got to Sunset, which was the other high school that I went to. Okay. Um, I've always had problems like reading and, uh, you know, I have ADHD. So like I, like the school system was pretty much telling me that, that you're going to go down this path. I remember meeting with a counselor and the counselor being like, you're never going to college. Oh, wow. <laughs> and this is in middle school. And I'm like, eighth grade going to ninth grade. Okay. She signed me up for remedial classes. And then it wasn't until a, a, a teacher... In ninth grade, I started remedial classes, and then she was like, I think you can, like, do regular classes because I excelled, like, in math. And she's like, "Um, I think you just need to study like this. And she kind of taught me how my brain learns, and then I went from regular classes to honors classes, and then I went from honors classes, ended up taking a couple AP classes. So I, I ended up doing pretty well in high school, but... If I was stuck in that other environment, like really stuck in that environment, no way out. I don't know if I would have had the same story. It took people that cared, you know, about my well-being to, I was young. So I needed someone else to help me out at that age. Um, Like my parents pulling me out of that school, a teacher caring enough to teach me to learn it a different way. Yeah. Um, So I don't know if the story would have turned out the same. Wow. So I, I... you know, although we could try to do it ourselves, sometimes it takes that community, it takes that tribe. Okay, cool. So so essentially it's just like again, having the right people around you. Yeah. Right. So right it's like the environment was not the greatest, but you had just enough I guess we'll call it light, right? Just yeah. the, like you had enough just people to keep you on track just to just to speak with you and be like, hey like we, we care about you right yeah, yeah. and that I, I feel like that may have you know made you care about yourself because like sometimes people could tell you what you need to do and you're like yeah i don't i don't i don't want to yeah i want to play yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Play. like those kids are having fun over yeah. there man like yeah. wow that, that that's 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 something right there bro yeah yeah um i'm grateful for i've always looked for mentors like i my dad passed away when i was 18 so uh, there's always been like some sort of older man figure in my life that I've gravitated towards. Some of them being clients, some of them just being 
bosses and friends. Um, and I think environment also c comes from mentorship as well. Um, having the right people to look up to and you find these people like, I don't kind of want to be like that person. Not, not like them in terms of, like we said, the mask, but being able to wear those hats. Yeah. Um, so that's another aspect of, of environment that I, that helped me out a lot. So I think in some of these like, you know, impoverished communities, they don't have a lot of those people to look up to. You know, they have the dope boys to look up to, yeah. and all the, you know, so you, you have to find your first way out of situations like that is finding people that you're like, I kind of want to be like that person. I resonate and connect with that person and that person is doing really well and just asking for help. Yeah. You know? I mean, but again, like you said, like sometimes it the only person you see is. Um, you know, the dope boy or, yeah. you know, the drug dealer or, you know, or the bad cop sometimes, right? Because, like, seeing the opposition also has an effect on you, Absolutely. right? Um, but, like, how how could you possibly, like, find someone outside of your environment to to inspire you? Like, what, what steps, is, is, is there any steps, like, someone could take? to find someone outside of that with just cause where we're at now, I wasn't at there back then, but with technology now, I do think there's amazing books, amazing resources that you can find online. Most people have access to internet at this point. Um, there's support groups, there's Facebook groups. Like I'm a part of several Facebook groups, okay. um, just for different challenges that I was facing and like, like the power of Facebook groups is real, dude. Like that, like it's really supportive communities. Like people, like you have to find the right ones, but people like they'll give you the real information that just, they went through what you went through and they just want you to do better. And these are strangers, you yeah. know, but there, there's power in people going through the same struggle, like collective suffering. And I think that's one way of, of getting out of your situation. Um, Cause it might just be like, Hey, you know, there's Florida Bright Futures and there's this and there's that. And there are these resources that are free um, and you could get out of your situation. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take saying no to a lot of things, but you could yeah, absolutely get out of your situation. I Actually, I feel like one of the things I, I, I want to say, I, I think the easiest way to get out of it is your mindset. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I think just just making making the decision to get out of the environment it should be the first step yeah and awareness yeah just just being like like if you wake up when they i mean and there's plenty of stories like that right where somebody just wakes up and they're like i don't want to be here anymore i don't want to be part of this i don't i don't i don't want to let this consume me right mm -hmm. and i think by taking that first step and changing your mindset and deciding you want to elevate, you want to be, you want to go somewhere different, even if it seems impossible at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could be in the slums of Miami and decide, you know what, I want to go live in a high rise in New York. Yeah. And again, just boom, like it, it sounds impossible, but what I found through the years of just like growth is that once you make a decision, the universe will guide you. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, I know it sounds crazy, 
right? Because you know, like you know, pe- people make fun of manifestation and blah blah blah. Like I promise you, once you make a decision, the world will guide you, and we and you will have the answers. The only thing is, like some people don't move on those answers. A lot of people know exact. You know exactly what you have to do. I've seen it happen in my life where I'll set a goal. And then these steps will start appearing. And I'm like, that's not coincidence. There's Dude. no way that's coincidence. We could talk it's... about this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect example. Bro. I bought all this <laughs> equipment with, I, I debted the project. You know, yeah. I was like, I, I didn't debt it, but I was like. Not right now. Not right now. And then you you approached me about this podcast, and I was like, I've been waiting for you, bro. And like, <laughs> it, it's weird, right? Because like we both had podcast equipment, right? Yeah. Like we both have, and like we're just having a conversation, a random conversation, yeah. not about a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a couple of days later, I had the thought. I was like, Yo, like we we converse like well, yes. And I think you know this could be a part. And I'm like, Yo, do you want to do this? And it's like, Absolutely. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. We record the first episode. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like, okay, this was not bad. It wasn't great. We learned from it. And I think after like the second episode, like we had an outside company reach out to us, like, yes. yo, we want to record an episode for you. It's yeah. like somebody just donated microphones. Yes. To- yes. <laughs> like- we are accepting donations. <laughs> yeah. It, but again, no. that's just, that just goes to show like when you make a decision to do something, like, the universe can guide you. So if you're in an environment now, just make that decision. I think you made you before saying that you said something really important, which is action. Um, we didn't just talk about making a podcast with, with almost no experience. We made the first episode and then these steps started to yeah. appear. You have to have action. You have to take that first step. The universe is, isn't going to take you serious unless you're actively moving in the direction that you want to be in yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent. like a lot of people say knowledge is power knowledge is not really power like knowing something knowing like it doesn't help you right like there's a lot of information zombies out there i don't know if you've ever heard of that term i did i have and it's a great term (laughs) yeah because you know like you could read a whole bunch of books you could watch a whole bunch of videos you could you could take a bunch of classes but you have to take action like I, I, I honestly feel like action is more important than information absolutely because you you could learn from messing up yes fuck up at full speed like at that's one of speed. our episodes right yeah. um but yeah so mindset i think is one of the 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 quickest way to change like make up make a decision and you will be guided and take those steps like it could be right if you're a kid listening to this and you're still in high school and you're struggling right now, just decide that you're gonna graduate, mm-hmm. right? Um, you like you could be a senior and it's like it's too late for you to graduate. And like high school, sometimes not, they don't hold you, mm-hmm. you know, like they'll kick you out, but you can still make that decision and go get your GHD, G- GED, GED, yeah, yeah GED. I'm thinking. I'm thinking sit-ups, dude. I'm tripping. <laughs> but yeah, you can still go get your GED and then that could be the first step. Yeah, um, one of the most successful people that I know graduated with his GED. Yeah. He's a millionaire. Dude, millionaire. my boss at work like dropped out of uh, out of high school. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he went and got his GED, but he's obviously like he's successful and yeah. like 
business partners with like some of the biggest people like in the world, one of the, some of the richest people. But yeah, yeah. like um, yeah, take take actions. Um, yeah. What like where where else can we can we take this? Uh, but just I think we should touch on environment a little more. So now that you're now that we're older and we've created our environments um i think structure is really important for us and controlling our environment is really important so uh things that work for me is like having a clean workspace for thinking or having an environment where you're going to think or for a lot of my clients environment is key for them like setting up their kitchen for success or setting up um, joining a gym that's close to your house because that's a little bit easier and a little less friction or joining a gym where the mindset of the people are like the mindset that you're looking to adapt so environment it's not always about getting out of your environment it's maintaining a structured and peaceful environment that's progressing in the right direction or or you could build like you could build an environment within yeah the environment. like you just kind of cut your own little corner mm-hmm. right so like uh, even like like if we take the the visual of like a room right like if you have like a three-bedroom house and you have like a messy brother and then a clean brother mm-hmm. like those are two different environments in the same in the same house yeah right so like in your in your neighborhood or your community you could like you could create your own environment. It, like, and also, you could, like, again. So building your environment and then finding a good environment to to get into. Absolutely. Also, your mind is an environment for your thoughts, right? So, um, creating, like, meditating and journaling and reflecting. These are all controlling the environment of your mind, as opposed to there just being chaos in your head. Um, so that's also an important thing to, to look at. It's not just what's around you. It's also what you're thinking about and what you're consuming as well. Like if we're just consuming trash all the time, we're ruining that environment in in our mind. So being, being mindful and being aware of that and trying to consume things that are beneficial for you, uh, reflecting constantly and just keeping your mind clean, I think is important. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred. Especially like on social media, like mm-hmm. I, 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 the the algorithm has a way of feeding you mm-hmm. things, right? And like, once you consume something, it just gives you more of it. It get, like it, it, it's just like a barrage of of things. So the moment you start like watching, let's say fight videos, I don't even know if they still have fight videos on Instagram because they don't come up on my timeline. But if you're just like you watch a fight video, it's gonna give you a second one. And you, mm-hmm. Like, um. The the algorithm trickles things onto your timeline, and once you accept it, it just it just starts rushing it into you, like onto you. Mm-hmm. So the, a thing you could do is start consuming, like the the content you want, right? Start looking at the life that you want to live, right? Like let's just go wild and say you want to own a Ferrari, mm-hmm. right? Like you start consuming content about that car, yeah. And, 
Like, it's like you're going to see more of it, then you're going to start studying the car. And then all of a sudden, like, you're going to start taking steps. Like, you know what? I want, I want to own one of these cars. Like, you'll figure out how to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, again, like, like you said, like, the, the stuff you, you, you take in, like, it, like, you output what you input. Like, yeah. Output, some, something yeah, like absolutely. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think it's in, in things like you're doing, like, the 75 hard. I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to do it for fitness. It's that is the smallest aspect of the 75 part. Yeah. I'm going to do it because I think absence of consumption is important for, for growth and just to grow your discipline muscle. Super important. Right. Um, so it's not about the 75 hard in terms of a fitness thing. It's about doing this super challenging, inconvenient thing daily because because it forces you it, it actually by the end of the 75 days you're okay not consuming all this garbage yeah um and that's controlling your environment 100 percent. i actually was listening to a podcast by uh it was a the huberman lab yeah. Yeah. um about building um like tenacity yes right and yes. A, like it's like the ability to say no mm-hmm also like helps build that muscle oh, yeah. in your brain like it's a muscle that you could build and like it's linked to like people with old age mm-hmm. like like if you're if you have the muscle in your brain like it's a powerful muscle like when you get older like you could be 70 thinking on the for like as a 40 year old like your mind don't get old when you're like I exercising. That. yeah like it's there's studies that that proves that and again like the ability to do stuff you want to do and not do stuff you don't want to do like ties into that muscle. It's the same thing. It's the reason it's the same thing is because if you're saying yes to everything, that doesn't leave room for the things that truly matter. It takes saying no to the things that don't matter and the things that don't progress you or the things that are not good for you. Or just the things that just don't fit right now to leave room for these super important things. Again, the 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 80-20. There's only 20% of things that are going to re- yield 80% of the results or 80% of your happiness. Yeah. But if you're focusing on everything and you're just consuming, 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 there's no room for that really important 20%. Or it just dilutes uh, your attention for that 20%, that really important stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I want to... I want to go to another thing that's part of your environment, friends. Yes. And the people around you. Yes. Now, I feel like oftentimes people are scared to move because of their friends, Mm -hmm. right? So when we first recorded this podcast, you mentioned that you were part of the party scene in Mm -hmm. Miami. Yes. Right? And in order for you to make the changes you need to, you had to pack up and just just leave. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. I, I used to party for a living. So we would get paid to go out and party. <laughs> that, that's, that's it. Hey, that's that it. sounds like the lifestyle. <laughs> Man, there was, one, there was one time we partied for like 60 days straight. Every day. Every every night we were out or during the day we were at a boat party or this or that. And we just kept partying. Um, sometimes I would go out Thursday, come home Sunday kind of deal. It was crazy. It was 60 days healthy. straight is not wild. Healthy. I did like three days once. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it's stupid. Not unhealthy in every manner. Wow, okay. Um, and 
it was hard for me not to do that because that's what everyone else around me was doing. And talk about environment. Like, although I was in it, I never felt like I was supposed to be there. I felt like this is something that I just fell into. And I was king of like Irish goodbyes. And any of my friends can can wow. talk to this where I would look around. I'd be like, I don't want to be here. And by new, by 12 o'clock, I was gone. I, and I was home. I'd stop by 7-Eleven on the way. We lived in South Beach. I'd stop by 7-Eleven on the way home and just eat some junk food and then go to bed. Um, but that environment was was just toxic in so many ways. A lot of alcohol consumption, drug consumption, um, just toxic people around you all the time. And it was hard to get out of that. And it didn't, and it actually sent me down a pretty bad path and downward spiral. Um, by the time I, I left Miami, it's like I, I just had nothing left emotionally. I feel like everyone was just like emotional vampires, just sucking all of your energy. Um, and there was one night I was at a nightclub and I looked around and I didn't like anyone around me or anything around me. And I just saw the fakeness for what it was. And I went on my phone and I booked a one-way ticket to New York. And I ended up two weeks later, I was in New York. Wow. And yeah, that was the first time I was out of that environment. And I could just kind of recreate myself and just be me and figure out who, who I am. And that actually took some therapy because I didn't know who I was. And I ended up doing the opposite, which was overworking and being like this dry drunk kind of person because... Now, if I was so scared of relapsing into this party scene mm. that I did the opposite, which was be super serious and just work as hard as you can, right? Because that was my new drug or my new sense of purpose or self was, yeah. oh, I'm just going to just hold on to to this thing, right? Because I was scared of being that person, yeah, the party like person. Like was kind of running away from yeah. your old self in a way. Yeah. Yeah, wow. running away from my old self with no direction. Yeah. Um, and then did some therapy, um, and that, that helped a lot. That I, I think it saved my life, definitely yeah. changed my life. Um, and I was able to construct a new environment and be myself for the first time and figure out who that person even is. And that person's constantly growing and evolving and changing, I think, almost daily. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was the first step was getting out of that environment. Yeah. So obviously, like you had to leave a lot of people behind, right? Because I mean, like your your mom, your mom and like grandma, like all your family stayed down here, right? Like when you they actually moved to cent like Central Florida area. Okay. Um, and my dad had passed away, so I did leave my best friend. He's still my best friend till today. Okay. Um, and and that was that. I didn't have much left. Um. It, kind of burnt that all down to the ground before I left. Okay. Um, so I had acquaintances, a lot of acquaintances, Yeah. but no real friends except my best friend. He still is my best friend. That's awesome. Like when you moved though, like did like any of those acquaintances like opposed to, I'm, I'm sure you didn't speak to them about it, right? You didn't like, yo, I'm thinking about it. Like, but when you, when they did find out you moved, like did they like reach out like, yo man, I can't believe you left us, blah, blah, blah. Like anything like that? I think I had cried wolf. A couple times before and like uh telling them like i'm gonna leave okay uh, like i'm out of here and i didn't i didn't pull the trigger um so when i finally did buy the ticket they're like surprised that <laughs> I, I i i think i 
I, yeah, I didn't throw a party or anything. So I think I just left. They're like, yo, he's really in New York. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it, it was best thing, best decision that I ever made for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I mean, the reason I brought that up is again, like, because sometimes like you have to leave people behind. Yeah. Like you have, to, like even family members, like close friends, um, like the people that make you feel good being the person that you are now. Like if you don't feel like this is like your your best self and you want to change and like there's people around you like, no, man, you're good. Like just not pushing you to change. Like you sometimes you have to just leave that. You have to like, oh, yeah. like just your yes men aren't necessarily the best people to yeah. have around you. Yeah. Um, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. Like you, you gotta be your own person. Like you can't rely on some of your friends cause they're, they're only looking out for themselves. Absolutely. And oftentimes when you, like when you grow up in a neighborhood, um, the people that you grow up with don't want to see you succeed because if you succeed, then it takes away their ability to have an excuse yes. for not succeeding. Yes. Um, so they'll sometimes try to hold you back. Yeah. Right. Like they don't want to like, yo, man, this person did it. Now I don't have an excuse. But if yeah. all five of us never accomplish shit, awesome. Like yeah. this is the norm. Perfect. I don't have to feel bad about not accomplishing anything. So you have to be sometimes you have to be the person to succeed in your friend group. And then the other end of that is you can't save all of your friends. Yeah. Right. You you could I mean, let's say you do start a business and you're successful. Oftentimes you feel like, oh, man, I got to go back and pull people up. Some of the people drag, drag you right back down because a lot of people don't want to move up. Yeah, I agree. Um, and there's some. I would say my my old roommate, Dana, he is that person that just wanted the best for me. Um, and he was super supportive about me, me moving. I think we don't even talk that often. Um, more recent, we have started talking again. But it can go years without talking. And I know I'm wishing him the best and he's wishing me the yeah. best kind of thing. Um, so I think those are the people that you need to keep close. Um, and always, like if he ever needs anything, I'd be there Yeah, kind of thing. And I know that's vice versa. But it doesn't have to be this constant relationship because you you have to allow people to grow. Um, but those are the relationships that I do think you should maintain. And then there's other relationships where I'm, yeah, I'm telling, especially for like the younger people, like the people that you're friends with right now, you're probably not going to be friends with in five years. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. And it's okay for people to be in your life for specific chapters. And then you wish them well after that. And you don't have to feel the pressure of constantly reaching out or, or, or anything like that. I, I, I do think there's chapters in life and we can't hold on to everything correct i love that i love that um so like i mean i feel like we could we could, we could talk about this like for for another hour yeah but um let's for the sake of time mm -hmm. let's um give like some final thoughts and yeah. you know we could pick this back up like at, at a later yeah in a later episode yeah so um, you want to start you are not your environment and you have the ability to control your environment. 
to the best of your to the best of your ability. Always remember that in any situation, good or bad. Um, and the more control you have over your environment, the things you can control, because you can't control everything. everything. The yeah. things you can control, the the more pleasant life becomes. I don't I don't want to use the word easy because it's not it's supposed not, to be yeah. easy. Um, but you, you do get to enjoy life a little bit more when you're not fighting your environment all the time. Yeah. When, mm -hmm. when you're not in that constant fight or flight yeah. mode or whatnot, like you can't think. Yeah. I used to live there, bro. Live, no, trust me. There. I know. It's the worst. <laughs> I know. <laughs> trust me, bro. I know. That's why like when, when you opened with that question, I, I feel like this week in particular, I had so much control over my, my inputs and outputs. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, for me, uh, I think the the one takeaway, if, if if you don't watch this whole episode and you just get this clip, I would say um, make a decision mm -hmm. like and follow through. Yeah. And just follow. Like you, you're not going to get to the finish line once the race starts, right? Like. It's going to take some steps. You get, you're going to have to run. And the bigger the dream, the more steps you will have to take. But make a decision, however big. And make it big. Yes. Make it scary. Mm -hmm. and, and go for it. Like it, it you'll, you'll get there quicker once you start than if you never start, right? Because, you know, if, if, if your goal is going to take 10 years and you take 20, 10 years to start, now it's going to take 20. Absolutely. Absolutely. So make a decision, go for it. Don't just think about doing it. I I recently started listening to church. Uh, I I went once and then I listened after that. <laughs> okay. I, I just want to be honest. Like, okay. Okay. Sundays is for the family. I stay home and when I'm mowing the lawn, I listen to church. Okay. Um, and that's where I'm at in my spiritual journey right now. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, it's a step. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a step. step. Yeah. It's a step. And. Uh, Pastor Mike, he's amazing. He he spoke about it. It takes the leap of faith and everything, though, because you know they say it for spirituality you have to have faith, but you have to have faith that in the next decision that you're going to make. If you're always sure about everything that you're doing, you're not trying hard enough. Mm. Like you have to, the things have to be scary enough that it takes faith. Yeah. To to do that next step. And I thought that was so powerful because if you're constantly pursuing these things that you don't know if you're going to make it or not, you can get so much further. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's how you build. I mean, even in, in, in fitness, right? Yeah, like absolutely. You can't make a PR yeah. unless you try it for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. So man, that's awesome. Uh, Adam. So we're going to go ahead and cut it here. Yeah. This and is good, man. I, I, this is one of my favorite episodes so far, and they yeah. keep getting better. And This is my favorite thing to do now. <laughs> Just sit, <laughs> sit here and talk with you. I'm being serious. It's oh, man, I appreciate that, dude. Do. It's it's very therapeutic, and, yeah. and I, I look forward to, to next week, man. Absolutely, dude. Enjoy the rest of your week. You too. Peace. Peace.